0: Let's flourish and be the best version of ourselves. Hey guys, I hope you're doing amazing. It's so great to be back like always. And thanks for celebrating our first podcast anniversary with us and sharing your reviews. I really appreciate it. So here's one from GA underscore Barnes. She says, Valerie sheds so much light on many health issues plaguing women today and debunks a lot of myths. I've experienced varying health issues, and her podcasts have really guided and nursed my body back to health. Thank you for investing in us in this capacity. This actually made my day, so thank you so much for leaving that podcast review. I love y'all. You guys are amazing. Um, Okay, so we are getting into a new series as we are gearing up for our in-person event in August. So, D.C., there's more coming on that. If you are in the D.C. metropolitan area, the DMV, please stay tuned. And if you want to know more now, just email me. My contact information is in the show notes. This is our on the way to motherhood wellness series and today we're kicking it off with my good friend and sis Mabel who is a certified doula and childbirth educator and also a lactation consultant so yes you've got the whole package right here she's going to break down the work of a doula and why you need one I love chatting with Mabel and I know you're going to love listening so relax and enjoy the episode Hey, Mabel. Welcome to the show. I can't wait. I can't believe that we're actually doing a podcast together. I feel like it's like a dream come true. You guys, Mabel. (laughs) Don't say that. It's a dream to have you on this podcast. You guys, Mabel and I go way, way back, literally. And she's truly a fan of Flourish Heights and one of my biggest supporters. So Mabel, I'm so happy to be in conversation with you today. So thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm a true podcast junkie, so I'm super excited <laughs> to be on the Flourish Heights podcast. Awesome. Yes, you
0: are so welcome. Okay, so first things first, before we jump into everything, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and why you got into this work as a doula.
1: Yeah, so again, my name is Nabel Bacheron. I am a doula, but foremost, I am a wife and a mother sister, a friend, and um, I got into doula work. It it was very personal. Um, It was a mix of events. One, I had a very interesting infertility journey that also was compounded by the experiences that my friends went through um, concerning Mm -hmm. their pregnancy and childbirth experiences And, you know, seeing what my girlfriends had gone through and then also trying to advocate for myself as I, um, coped with infertility and also fibroids, um, I began to realize that I did not know much about women's wellness. I didn't know much about pregnancy or childbirth or my uterus and what that was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of put me in this space of, uh, uh, research and interests, And upon learning more about my body, I learned about um, doula support. And like the, the minute I read the definition, I knew this is exactly what I, I want to do. And so I just took the first step and began to do some trainings and, you know, just jumped right into the work.
0: And you're right where you need to be like you're amazing at it. <laughs> and so many people you know? I know would literally <laughs> confirm what I'm saying. I've learned Aww. so much from you. Um, you know, all the materials that you post online, you're such a great resource. So I like I literally I'm not even going to lie. I never knew what a doula what like was like a few years ago. I always heard of midwife. And we're going to get into mm-hmm. that a, l- a little bit, but mm-hmm. um Do you want to know how I actually discovered
1: a doula was a thing? I'm curious. I love to hear what people say about what, when they found out what a doula was. So, okay.
0: Erica Badu was the reason why I, I actually discovered what a doula was. I was like, well, I love her music first of all. And I heard she was a doula like a couple of years ago. Like, I think there was like some article or something where like it came out. Maybe it was a celebrity. I'm not even sure. And they showed like photos of her. And I was like, oh, my God, that's really cool. I was really in- intrigued. Um, but I just love that her passion isn't just limited to like music and fashion yeah. and all the other things that she does. And I think now she's a, a midwife. I don't know. Is that true? I don't know. Who knows?
1: <laughs> so you are not the first person who found out about doula support. Um, through Erica Bade, which I also think is pretty cool. And I don't know how her journey has evolved from like doula to beyond. She could be training to be a midwife. I don't know, but she totally, I can totally see her doing it. And yeah, it's actually pretty awesome to to hear of a celebrity wanting to do that kind of um, passion work for other women. It's pretty neat.
0: I love it. Did you ever think becoming doula... And you kind of said this, but did you ever think it was going to be a part of your journey? I guess looking back now, it's like, oh, my goodness,
1: I can't believe I'm actually doing this. Yeah, I never, ever thought. And honestly, I don't I think I look at doula support as a foundation for what's to come for me later on in my life. But honestly, no, I don't think um. I could have ever imagined doing this type of work, but now that I'm doing it, I can't imagine doing anything else. You know, before I became a doula professionally, I've was I'm trained as an educator. So I taught mm-hmm. in the school system for a number of years. Oh my years. goodness. I, I, I forgot you even did that. And I know Mabel
0: <laughs> personally, but I'm like, oh yes. yeah, you were a teacher. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was, a te- I taught, I taught kids for a number of years and then I moved on into administration. And so I've been in the public school system for a long time. I will say that when I look at my life as an educator and now as a birth worker. Um, the The common denominator is service. I've always been serving people, whether mm-hmm. they're young people or other adults or now mothers. And so I have a heart to serve. And mm-hmm. um, so it now makes sense to me that I'm doing this work and I'm doing it so well because I've always had a passion to give the best part of myself to other people. She said, I'm doing it so well. Yes, you are
0: doing it so well.
1: <laughs> I am, I am. I, say it. I am a good, I'm a great doula. And it's really no, it's no um, power of my own. It's definitely a gift from God. This is a ministry. It's purely a ministry and I, I'm all for it. I love it. Okay.
0: So we've been tossing around doula this entire couple minutes and we haven't even explained what That is for our listeners. Mm -hmm. So, can you please explain what a doula is? I'm sure doulas have been around for so long, but I feel like recently, within the past few years, I've been hearing more and more about it, um, about the benefits of investing in a doula. So, please let us know, break it down. What is a doula?
1: Yeah. So, the actual term, the etymology of the word doula derives from the Greek language, meaning and I know this sounds really harsh, but a fee- a woman slave, like literally Whoa. that's what it translates to. Oh my goodness. To. Yeah. And so, you know, especially as a black doula and even amongst like my black doula community, there is a lot of like hesitation referring to ourselves as doulas, especially mm-hmm. now, um, you know, knowing that correlation between the word slave. But I think at the same time. The concept, it was intended to imply that this is an individual who is to serve a woman in her fullest capacity. And over time, that word has changed its meaning to now really talk about how a doula is an individual, a woman, who provides emotional, physical, informational support to a woman during pregnancy pregnancy childbirth and the postpartum. And so I don't mind calling myself a doula only because that is a term that is really linked to to the work now. I can't Mm. like erase that term, but Mm -hmm. I would also just say I'm a birth worker. Um, You know, doulas used to be called almost like a a birth coach. So we are there to support and coach a woman throughout the most difficult and exciting and vulnerable time of her life, which is pregnancy and birth. And so when it comes to emotional support, you know, that's anything you could think about knowing how, um, you know, pregnancy is a long time. And there are a lot of um, feelings and emotions that go through that process. And you need someone who can be a a standard, you know, like an anchor throughout that, that experience. And, um, of course, physical support, knowing how labor is such a laboring event. Mm -hmm. You definitely want someone who's there to really help you, you know, utilize your body in the most effective means to have a safe delivery. And then finally, my favorite part of this work is the educational and informational aspect. So many women have this deep fear of birth. They have this deep fear of, of childbirth. They're afraid of the pain. They're afraid of what could go wrong. They're afraid of, you know, some of them are even afraid of just like, you know, being a mother and like, Mm -hmm. if they're going to do that, right. And so as a doula, I'm there to, you know, help them understand the facts about birth to break and dispel a lot of the myths that we have in our hearts about birth. Mm -hmm. And then also to encourage them to learn more about birth so that they feel empowered in the process. You know, I think there's a saying, what do they say? Um, the more you know, the more you grow, that kind mm-hmm. of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So with knowledge, you're able to build upon that and build your confidence. And that's that's what my work really um, stands upon, helping women feel confident to go through labor, delivery, and beyond. You mentioned
0: myths. I mm-hmm. know that there are tons. Like, what are your top, like the top myths that you you absolutely hate? and wish it could just end
1: (laughs) oh my gosh i think the initial ones that come to mind would be that um it birth is unbearably painful like unbearably painful to the point that it cannot be done without medicine that's a, a top myth that a lot of women have and um i've gone through unmedicated birth Personally, and I've supported numbers of women going through a medicated birth and to attest to the fact that, yes, it is painful, but it's not impossible. Um, Another myth that I am working hard to dispel, especially in my community, is that once a C-section, always a C-section. A lot of women, unfortunately, um, have C-sections in their first pregnancy, which therefore um, impedes their, their pursuit to have a vaginal birth in the future. And so a lot of my work is really educating women about the impact and benefit of having a vaginal birth after a C-section and helping them work through those fears to, you know, reach their goals. Um, I I guess my, my, yeah, yeah,
0: wow, that, that's a big and one. that's what yeah. I thought. I'm I hear that all the time. It's like, okay, you have a c section, Like, that's
1: gonna be your main, like, you know, birth plan, like, you know, absolutely not. In fact, we call it VBAC, which stands for vaginal birth after cesarean, mm-hmm. and uh, all the research points to the fact that um, VBAC is actually safer for women than having an additional um, uterine surgery. And so uh, a lot of my work really stands on that because Black women have the highest rates of C-section in America. Mm. And um, we also have the highest rates of a lot of unfortunate things in America as well. So a lot of my work centers about supporting um, not just women, but especially Black women.
0: You are doing the Lord's work. (laughs) (laughs) It is, literally,
1: it is it is the Lord's work. It is. Yes. It's for life. It's for the the future of mankind. So we must do it.
0: Well, thank you for debunking those myths. Um, <laughs> and so please clear it up for us um, because this gets really confusing and they're not the same, like doula versus a midwife. Can you tell us like what the difference is?
1: Yes, there is a vast difference. So a doula is a trained professional support person. Okay. Right? We are trained in how to support a woman in pregnancy, childbirth, and postpartum. A midwife is a medically trained professional who is trained to take care of pregnant women and beyond. So the difference is support, doula support, and midwives, they do the care. And mm-hmm. so midwives go through rigorous medical training They go through, um, you know, schooling, whether it is, you know, through nursing school or through other professional means, Um, they are medical professionals. Mm -hmm. So they have the skills to um, assess a woman's, you know, health care, but then also to help and support in delivering babies. Doulas do not deliver babies. We do not check your blood pressure. We do Mm. not check the cervix. We don't do anything that actually pertains to the care of the mother and child, but we do support them emotionally, physically, and um, informationally. Um, I I really like to stress that difference because because midwifery is also such um, an intimate type of work where Mm -hmm. they're they're really intimately working with the mother and the baby, a lot of people kind of think like, you know, doulas and midwives are the same, but they are, they are medical professionals. You know, um, they we, we support the mom, but the midwife takes care of her to ensure that she's healthy and strong and able to have a safe delivery. So midwives are care providers. I would see them, you know, if I was to really break it down, you know, it, when it comes to midwifery, they take care of low risk uh, moms, moms who aren't having, you know, high risk it- issues in their pregnancy. So if you look at it, they are more in comparison to OBGYNs where OBs are skilled to train or sorry, who are they're skilled to support and take care of all mothers, especially high risk pregnancies. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned that a doula is really there to support emotionally, mentally, you know, informationally. <laughs> um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell us, I guess, tell walk us through, um, like, how a doula can actually support um, a mom to be during her her pregnancy, labor, and delivery. After, like, what does that actually look like?
1: Yeah. So I would say for most women who find interest in doula support, they usually begin to seek out that care somewhere in their second or third trimester. Okay. Um, Personally, I say, if you know that's something you want, the moment you find out you're pregnant, find your, your doula along with your care provider, because you want to make sure they're available for you, right? But um, so around the second or third trimester, that's when moms begin to kind of you know, it starts to get real, like, oh, my, I'm about to have a baby in a few weeks. Let me make sure I have the support I need. So, um, you know, once you find that doula, what would usually happen is that there will be a series of prenatal meetings that would um, happen. And what that looks like is, you know, through conversation or through in-person meetings, you would would talk Mm -hmm. about ways to prepare for birth. There may be some um, inclusion of childbirth education, like Mm. maybe some conversation or actual classes pertaining to childbirth education or um, information pertaining to postpartum and breastfeeding. So it's really about meeting the mother and her needs, right? Every woman in every pregnancy has a different need. So for some women, they really want to work on settling their fears about childbirth. So with your doula, you work through that. Some other women are trying to, you know, they need a support person because maybe the partner isn't present or the partner themselves Mm -hmm. are a bit um, uncertain about things. So you're working with each family in the capacity in which they seek. Every family that has hired me has had um, different desires and our relationship will vary from person to person. But um, for the most part, a lot of the ways in which I connect with my families is through conversation you know, we have weekly conversations. I help coach them in ways in which they can um, interact with their doctors or midwives. Um, Some women end up, you know, you can go to a doctor's office and you thought you had all the questions, but when you get in there, like you draw a blank, like you forget, or you don't know what to say. So Mm -hmm. your doula may be able to kind of help you and, you know, supporting you and what things to ask for, what things to bring up, and what things to address at each prenatal appointment. And speaking
0: of partners, I'm I'm just very curious. Um mm-hmm. what do you I guess how do you um in, like do you encourage um like partners to play a role? Is there anything that you do to um help them get more involved in the process? Um yeah, tell us about that.
1: Yeah, um doulas do not play take the place of the father. We don't, that's not our intent. That's not our, our mission. Our place is to support both mother and partner. And so depending on the family dynamic, I work with both mom and dad. And Mm. if anything, I'm helping to help. I'm, I'm helping dad to understand more about the birth and pregnancy so that they feel like they can understand. We help support the partner by giving them the information that they need to best support their wife or girlfriend throughout the pregnancy and childbirth process. But then of course, on the day of delivery, when everything is happening, you know labor is going on, you know it's very hard for a lot of men to see their partners go through such pain. And mm-hmm. so as a doula, I'm also giving them the tips and the language and the actual skills to be able to support their partner the best way possible. And so we work together as a team. Um, Many men tend to balk at the idea (laughs) of hiring a doula because they look at it like an added unnecessary expense. Expense. Uh. And they're looking at it like, oh, why do we need to have this person here? They don't ever get it. Yeah, they don't (laughs) get it. But let me tell you, it is always the men who walk me out of the labor room thanking me profusely Wow! or they will call me afterwards and they are just in such sheer gratitude that they did not have to go through that experience Ooh. alone and so it's it I I love supporting the moms but when I see how empowered and grateful the fathers are mm-hmm. it really helps me to know that a doula is for everyone it's for the mom it's for her 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 other children. It's for her partner. It's for her mother-in-law. It's for everyone in the family dynamic.
0: Partners get involved. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it makes a big difference. Yes.
1: Yeah. It makes a difference. Hire the doula. It's worth the coin. I tr- Trust me. Get is.
0: you a doula. Okay. It's an investment, <laughs> but it's, it's worth it. Okay. Walk us through the steps of creating a birth plan. I think we learned earlier there's not going to be a perfect birth plan, you know, but how does that kind of work?
1: Yeah. So, you know, the idea of a birth plan is that, you know, it's more or less a document, not a living document, but it's a document that kind of lists all of the desires that a pregnant woman has for her pregnancy and childbirth experience. And so usually that document is something that you'll review with your provider in um, the, the last part of your pregnancy to kind of have a, an a way to communicate your needs um, before you go into labor. And so Mm -hmm. a birth plan will list all of the information that you have learned and, you know, kind of come to a means of compromise or understanding with your provider to see if they are willing to support those desires. I do tell moms that a birth plan I don't like the word plan so much. I kind of Yo. like preferences because, mm-hmm. you know, a plan kind of implies that this is what we're going to do. And if it doesn't, then you, you kind of deviate from, you know, the intention. Whereas if you look at it like a preferences, mm-hmm. it kind of implies that you understand that you have options, right? Mm-hmm. So many women kind of think that I'm going to birth in a hospital and it must be this way. Whereas they come to realize that you have so much more options than you think and you Mm -hmm. have a lot more agency than you think, right? Sometimes we... And I say we (laughs) as if you've had a baby before, but you (laughs) know, like sometimes we, we kind of look at it like, oh, I'm pregnant and I have to do what my doctor or nurse says. Mm -hmm. But if you don't understand what your doctor or nurse is saying, how do you know if that is going to really benefit the experience Mm -hmm. that you seek? And so with your doula, you're coming up with a list of of options and preferences that you now have come to understand and therefore find a means to communicate that to your provider so that everyone's on the same page on your delivery day. I will be frank. I have gone over dozens of birth plans and preferences with my clients and other women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's never 100%. It -hmm. really isn't. But I would say at the, at the end of the day, the positive, um, experience isn't necessarily what you wrote on the paper, but it's that you were respected Mm -hmm. and that you were supported and that you were heard. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we really want to get across. We want to make sure that if I have made this suggestion, you're not going to judge me, you're not going to coerce me, or you're not going to make me feel silly or afraid for having these desires for my birth. And that's, what's really important. I don't know if you know much about the maternal mortality crisis that's going on I'm in just America. just about to get into that, girl. It's, a per- it's, a perfect, <laughs> yes. it's the perfect time to bring that up. Yeah. And I, I say that because it's a maternal mortality crisis in America, meaning that America ranks at the lowest in the developed nations when it comes to maternal mortality healthcare. Our women are dying. Our women are um, going through way more c-sections than they need to mm-hmm. our women are going through a very medicalized approach to pregnancy and mm-hmm. childbirth that is having poor outcomes time and time again mm-hmm. and on top of that if we were to break it down in regards to race and ethnicity, black women are three or four more times likely to die or have childbirth related complications mm-hmm. than any other race in america and that is not a new statistic that has been the statistic for decades. Mm -hmm. I think we're now hearing about it more because of the gift of social media, but Mm -hmm. this is a crisis that has been plaguing America and especially Black America for way too long. And so as a doula and as a childbirth educator, and I would even just say as an advocate for maternal health care, we have to stop and look at The core issues: what is going on in our birth culture that is causing women to have way more interventions and complications than necessary? And I feel that by even having conversations with my clients pertaining to birth preferences or a birth plan, Mm -hmm. or you know, even advocacy, that's kind of allowing them to open their mind and understand that you have a voice and you have a say, and that as women, we should be. Active participants in our healthcare. Gone are the days where we just walk into the doctor's office and we nod our head mm-hmm. and we do XYZ because our doctor says so. so I say yeah. that in quotes, right? Yeah. We have to, and I'm not saying that we should disregard these medical mm-hmm. professionals. They are professionals and they're wonderful and they are absolutely skilled, but there is a flaw somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's along the lines of, women assuming that they don't have a say in how they go about their birth and they don't have a say in how they they um, pursue their pregnancy and that they are not receiving the individualized care to ensure that they are having healthy outcomes. Unfortunately, the way that healthcare is today, it's kind of like run of the mill. Everyone just kind of gets the same kind of yeah. care and you get the same kind of birth and you get the same kind of mm. outcome. And I think that's where we're having problems. You know, a lot of women aren't getting the the independent care to ensure that they are being um, addressed accordingly. And so as a doula, I I really take that personal. Um, A lot of my clients come to me with the idea of like, I'm a black woman, I'm pregnant and I'm afraid. I heard about the statistic and I'm concerned. Or they come to me and they're like, I had, you know, I had a a really bad, a traumatic first birth experience Mm. and I'm afraid it's going to happen again. And as a doula, we're, we're, we're picking up the pieces with them and trying to help them heal, but also let them know that they can, they can pursue their birth experience from a different lens the second go round. And I, that's why I, I firmly believe everyone should have a doula, but especially black women must have the kind of support that they need in pregnancy and beyond.
0: No, you know, thank you so much for bringing that up. And I've also just seen how, you know, black women are kind of, we're relying on another way to make, um, you know, the birthing experience safer. And I think doulas are bridging that, that gap. I mean, have you seen that there's been like a, um, like an increase in black, you know, women using doulas?
1: I mean, I I think it feels that way because of like the, the work that I'm in and Mm -hmm. the majority of my clientele, um, Mm -hmm. is black, but yes, I think the conversation is out there, you know, the, the word is spreading, Mm -hmm. um, the idea of doula support and, um, the, the, the press for our necessity is, is, is definitely getting out there. I don't know if more black women or women in general are utilizing them because, You know, doula support is is private, independent work, right? So Mm -hmm. you may find a doula that you love, but she may be out of your budget, or you may be in a in an area that doesn't have the doula that you seek.
0: You know, Mm -hmm. it's
1: a very individual type of um, of support that um, some women still don't really they like the idea, but they don't really understand or believe in the value of it just yet. And I, I get it, you know. I I get, I get a lot of of people's hesitation around doula support because a lot of us are still in that, that idea that you don't, you don't need anyone else, but, but you you, and Mm. your partner and your doctor Mm -hmm. and, and, and a lot of people like to go with the flow. They're like, I'm just going to, you know, go through it and see if, you know, how it goes. I don't really need any support, but thankfully I will say um, I've garnered more and more interest every year. I've been getting more and more clients every year mm-hmm. and even those who don't end up hiring me it just feels good to know that they're seeking out that support right. so I'm hopeful I also would say I don't think that doulas are the answer to the maternal mortality crisis mm-hmm. it's it's much deeper and wider than we can ever imagine but I do think doulas are a key integral part of the solution you know with the pandemic Um, that's when we began to see how the lack of doula support does affect maternal health. I think I was reading a report recently in the New York times that said that maternal deaths were at an all time high at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. And that was also the time where they were not allowing doulas into the hospital. Mm. And so we can imagine how many women were without this key necessity Um, and their childbirth and how that may have played a part in these dire outcomes. So doula support is definitely um, a part of the the solution to this crisis. And I will also say that it is a woman's right Mm
0: -hmm. to have
1: support in the room, whether it's a doula, whether it's her partner, whether it's a friend or a loved one, whoever she calls support should be present with her on that day of delivery.
0: How can a uh, pregnant woman just advocate for themselves?
1: Advocate through education, self-education,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: making sure you're being very um, partial about that education. Um, in this day and age, you can Google and YouTube anything and get an opinion <laughs> and idea. You can call your girlfriend and ask her, oh, who was your doctor? And then take that person as your doctor. So you have to be very selective about that education, which is why I I think doula support is helpful because doulas are very, you know, um, particular about the type of research that we share. But Mm -hmm. um, advocacy, -advocacy, self-advocacy, it comes through education. It comes through trusting yourself and trusting your body. And it also comes through practice. I don't think Um, pregnancy and childbirth is a time for you to begin advocating for yourself for the first time. Mm -hmm. So you need to have Mm -hmm. the mindset and attitude to set boundaries and to ask questions Mm -hmm. well before you have a baby because being pregnant is the most vulnerable time of your life. Yeah. So if, if you're trying to advocate for yourself and you have never actually put that skill to use before pregnancy, mm-hmm. the minute that a doctor or her midwife says something that freaks you out, you may buckle,
0: yeah. you will,
1: you will buckle. And, and it's, it's no fault of yours. It's just because of course you don't want anything to harm you or your child, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we have to be, um, you know, we have to be wise and open-minded and aware of the information that serves us and serves our goals and the information that doesn't. And sometimes that information can come from our medical providers. Sometimes that information can come from our peers and loved ones. So we have to, um, I think advocacy is internal work that happens well before you, you have your child.
0: And I, I hope we all get to the point of being comfortable and confident in doing that.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And the resources are out there. And again, I, I know I keep circling back to doula support, but as a doula, I've come to realize that there is so much information. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I alone can't possibly share everything with my client and I wouldn't because that's counterproductive, yeah. but I'll share what's, what's necessary and what's succinct so that she can feel empowered in the moment with that given piece of information. And I, I, I'm sure you, Valerie, you know what it's like when you go to your doctor's office. You're in and out in like 15 minutes. Yeah. You could <laughs> sit in the waiting room for 40 minutes and then go in to see your doctor for 15, and then you leave. And in 15 minutes, you can't possibly have asked every question. You can't possibly have received every answer. Yeah. And so you you won't see that, the, that doctor until next month or until three weeks from now. And so in that gap, having a doula is wonderful because you can circle back with your doula and have a conversation, do some research, do some, you know, understanding of the topic that is at hand so that when you do go in for your next appointment, you're prepared, you're well prepared. And so I, I, that's what I see the value of doula support. It happens well before you get your first contraction, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Okay.
0: After giving birth, there's so much that a new mom goes through. I mean, you're recovering, your body is like, you know, recovering from the labor and delivery process. You're adjusting to this, you know, new life, um, getting to know your baby. Maybe your sleep is affected, dealing with emotions, staying nourished, whatever. It's just a lot. (laughs) It's like Mm -hmm. a never ending thing. Right. Um, and so I, I have a question I really wanted to ask you, um, postpartum doula. And I was trying to, while you were speaking, I was trying to scroll and find this tweet. I, I can't find it. But there was this um, this girl who came online, um, a woman, sorry. She came online and she was talking about um, how she had this postpartum doula. And, you know, I think it was, she said something about how she hired a postpartum doula and she only sees her child like once, like in the middle of the night and like maybe looks at the child and like goes back to sleep. And she got a lot of like negative, like banter from people in the, you know, trolls nowadays
1: online. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you see this tweet? Do you know what I'm talking about? I, think, I oh know my what goodness. you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think. What are your thoughts? Because I want to talk about postpartum doula. I think when I heard this was a thing, which I didn't know was a thing. I was like, oh my goodness, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. And that's the the cool thing about doula support is that it's, it's far reaching. So there are fertility doulas and there are bereavement doulas. There are birth doulas like me. And then there are postpartum doulas, like the young woman was talking about Mm -hmm. her experience. So, you know, there is this quote or tweet that I saw that said, you know, preparing for birth is like preparing for your wedding but preparing for postpartum is like preparing for the marriage. And so wow. in as much that we talk and I've spoken about birth, um that's my specialty, so of course that's the the area which I will really stress, but the the real work is mm-hmm. when the baby is here in your arms and in your care and you're responsible for that child forever and ever. Mm-hmm. And that immediate postpartum I would say that that fresh first three to six months, it takes a toll on everyone, especially Mm -hmm. the the mother. And so the concept of a a postpartum doula is essentially like a birth doula where, you know, birth, I talked about the education, the emotion and the physical. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing with postpartum. That is a doula, a support person who is present in the home to support the mom emotionally educationally and physically. And, you know, a lot of people will ask like, oh, is that like a a nanny? And, you know, it isn't right. Mm -hmm. Because a nanny is there for the baby and takes care of the baby and they're trained, you know, in baby care, whereas postpartum work is really about mother and child. Mm -hmm. And so we're doing what we can to support mom and help mom, but then also helping her by supporting and watching over the child as well. And like I said, it's very, it's individualized. So different families have different needs for this young woman. Maybe she really needed a lot of nighttime support. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so that doula may have been present for, for a set amount of times at night. And there was a schedule and system in place so that mom can attend to other things, you know, at night. And she had the care that she needed for her baby as well. For from for some families that's not what they want or not what they seek and that's okay. Um some postpartum doulas will, you know, support moms with breastfeeding or helping moms with, you know, basics in regards to baby care or even helping with other siblings in the house. So if there are other children in the house, a postpartum doula may support mom by helping out with the kids as well or helping out with household du- duties. It varies. From time to time. I know for some women, they don't have that support circle where they can call their mother or their sister or a girlfriend to come and help them in in their postpartum phase. So having a doula around kind of fills in the gaps for where um, women are lacking and having the community that they need.
0: How about breastfeeding? Can doulas help with breastfeeding?
1: Absolutely. So not every doula, but most doulas have basic training and breastfeeding mm. um, support. Um, and some doulas have taken that on as an additional skill and have gone through extensive training as well. I am a certified lactation counselor as well. So I help moms with um, basic breastfeeding issues. And if there's anything that's beyond my scope, I know how to refer them to the right um, uh, professionals
0: awesome. So, I know you have so many favorite doula moments and I'm sure they are all amazing and unique and beautiful, but can you just share one of these moments with us? Like have you ever had like a life-changing moment with, you know, during oh any 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 part of the process?
1: I have had <laughs> numerous numerous <laughs> I would say every client, I know if any of my clients heard <laughs> this, they're like, Mabel, you're not going to talk about me. But <laughs> I was your honestly, favorite. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I was your favorite. But you know, they okay, all are. But I think I had mentioned this before. I have a soft spot for VBAC moms. Moms mm-hmm. who had a C-section and then went on to pursue and have a vaginal birth. I think I have a soft spot for them because I had a similar experience with them um I had fibroids at one point in my life and I removed them through uh, a myomectomy and Mm -hmm. after having that surgery I still wanted an opportunity to have a vaginal birth and I was told no and I was denied that but long story short I was able to push through and, and have that vaginal birth twice one of them being a water birth which was life-changing and so it was such a such a dream come true so going through that personal journey myself when I have other moms who've gone through things like c-section maybe one or even two I really rally for them because I know that deep seated desire to have a chance to have a baby pass through you the way that you want. Mm -hmm. And so one story is about a client who had two C-sections, which um, usually when you hear about women having multiple Mm C-sections, you never really hear about them ever having a vaginal birth because it's highly, highly um, discouraged, understandably Mm -hmm. so, but it's not impossible, Valerie. And for this client, she was, I would almost say hellbent on having a vaginal birth mm. and by coaching her and supporting her throughout the pregnancy, I did everything I could to, you know, give her the right tools and guidance to prepare for that. And the day she went into labor, she called me and, you know, we're working through the labor on the phone until finally she said, Hey, I think you should come over because I need more support. And honestly, that's very normal for a doula, to kind of, you know, do the support over the phone. And then the client will invite her to the house or even invite them to the hospital and we can labor wherever she's at. Mm -hmm. And so I get to the house and her labor is really intensifying. And I'm like, hey, let's just head to the hospital now, right? Like you're at this point, like (laughs) we're we're probably gonna have a baby very soon. Not knowing that the baby was coming much sooner than- Oh my goodness. And so like maybe five minutes after I got to the house, her water broke (laughs) And then I'm like, okay, yes, this is a big deal, but maybe we'll still make it to the hospital. And we literally make it downstairs right in front of the front door. She stops and looks at me. She's like, I can't move. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, no, I can't move. Like, I think the baby's coming. And so I I told her husband, just call 911, take care of the ambulance. I will work with with mom and oh I told her to put all of her weight on me. We got down on our on her knees and within 20 minutes she had the baby, Whoa. right? Ooh, in I just her got right chills. In, yeah, right <laughs> in the for, the foyer of her house and it was such it was not the plan, right? I'm not the the doula who's trying to get you to have a home birth. That's <laughs> not who I am, but I I mean her body was ready and capable and and it did the work without flaw or issue and this is a woman who had two c-sections who was told her her, she was told that her pelvis was too small that she couldn't do it that it was you know extremely dangerous and she had such an easy birth you would have never ever guessed that she had that why do i have chills (laughs) i know it's, it's it's it is chills because it's like almost kind of scary to 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 think that if she kind of believed what they said about her body and what they Mm. kind of were trying to scare her into, she would have never had that, I mean, mind-blowing experience. And to this day, she can't believe that it was so easy for her. It almost made her think that the other two C-sections were truly, truly unnecessary. And we will never know, but I know that she did it. And I know that other women can do it too when it's
0: time it's time <laughs>
1: Literally. Yeah, yeah and and we don't know and i mean all i mean everything that your doctor might say there I'm, i know there is a layer of truth to it but with birth there are there are unknowns you know there are emergencies that happen there are scary things that happen in birth i'm not going to downplay that but mm-hmm. there are also some wonderful things that can happen if you allow the body to do, to do its work and you you monitor appropriately and you give the woman space to to do the, her thing absolutely oh I still
0: have chills guys I'm like okay what do I do <laughs> like I had my jaw dropped during the moment yeah. I was like did you guys Every make it to the hospital that story,
1: <laughs> yeah we did not that was an Crazy. unintentional home birth but she also and I, I mean this is this is her story but I you know after the birth when we she came home and we were talking about it she said Mabel you know when I got to the hospital and all the nurses heard about it, they said that if she did go to the hospital in time, they would have taken her to have a C-section immediately. Oh, wow. Not because she, you know, she couldn't have a baby, but because of her history of having two C-sections. Oh, wow. And so it's almost kind of like, even though she was actively in labor, they would have taken that birth from her just because she has a C-section. So she's kind of like, I'm actually kind of glad I didn't go because- I would have been forced to have this procedure that wasn't necessary. Yeah. Crazy. It is. It is crazy. That's what we're going through here. And that's my work. It's about advocacy and education. We need you. (laughs) Oh, we, we need a lot more than me, but I'm so grateful to do the little that I do. It's, It's, it's a blessing brushing it off guys no (laughs) I mean it's not easy I mean at the same time that was one of my favorite stories but I've had some other stories where you know things didn't turn out the way that we had planned and hoped for Mm it was they weren't traumatic but you know I do wish and hope every woman can Mm -hmm. have like wonderful you know straightforward positive experiences and that's not always the case but that doesn't mean that it has to be um negative Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't have to be that way.
0: So Mabel, tell us briefly, how can one go about finding the right doula for them?
1: Yes. Um, So in this day and age of social media, you can find just about anything. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of my clientele has come not just from social media, like looking on Instagram Mm -hmm. and typing in a hashtag or going on Google and typing in, you know, Virginia doula or something like that but even through word of mouth you know uh, if you have ever had a doula and you love her share that doula with people in your community and post about that and talk about that with your your friends and family so that they can be more aware of this work um so yeah I tell families that are seeking a doula of course go online um google social media like Facebook or Instagram You can um, ask around in your inner circles. Um, There is a website called doula-match.net. So it's called doula match. And that's a great website to find doulas in your area. You just type in your zip code and you will find a host of doulas um, listed there. It may not list every doula in your community, but those that are registered on the site, um, that's a start. So um, I think... Those are some great starts for people who are looking for doulas, but I do believe there's a doula out there for you. So if you feel like the people that you're coming across are expensive, you know, have a consultation with a local doula and say, Hey, I love you. And do you have any other doulas who are within XYZ ball um, price range? And they Mm -hmm. may be able to give you other names. I know when I was a newer doula, I had a very low rate. And so you may be interested in hiring a a novice to support you. It doesn't mean just because she's new that she's incapable of doing the work. So Mm -hmm. you should um, persist. If you really want that support, persist until you find who you're looking for. I know some practices like, you know, some midwifery um, groups or offices may mm-hmm. know of local doulas, so you can ask your provider, "Hey, do you work with doulas? If so, can you give me a few names to, you know, um to tap into?" So, um, there, there is a doula for every woman. Absolutely,
0: <laughs> get you a doula, babes. Get, get you, a doula. you a doula.
1: There okay. is no excuse. No
0: excuse. I love this conversation. You shared so many gems. I've learned a lot. Now I'm like, I can't wait to have my doula. Like, I'm getting me a doula, okay? Oh, yes, get you a doula, get you a doula.
1: And, you know, I would even add, this is a shameless plug, but like, you know, seek out midwifery care. And I know we talked about the difference between the two, but midwives are excellent care providers. They are... Um, absolutely skilled in what we call physiological birth and that Mm. is birth in its most natural state. I'm not saying that you have to have a natural birth. I'm just saying, seek out those who are skilled in birth in its most natural form and state so that you can have the best outcomes possible. Um, Sometimes, you know, if we over-medicalize birth, we make it to be something that is a medical event and it's not. Birth is a natural event that just needs Medical support from time to time. And so, um, in addition to looking into do lists, do not count out midwifery. Um, mid- midwives are um, tried and true when it comes to birth, um, and they know um, so much that it in regards to what it takes to having a safe and positive outcome.
0: Yeah, and, and thanks so much for sharing that, but also thanks for sharing your story, you know, um, your your favorite moments of being a doula and just all this information and resources. I mean, you're a resource yourself, so just thank you <laughs> so much for just sharing all the, the gems. Um, so what do you hope each mom takes away from working with you throughout your time together? Um, is there anything you want to say to a mom to be? Like any last words for our listeners? Maybe they're not no. moms yet, or that's like later <laughs> down the line or whatnot? Like,
1: tell us. Um, man, that's a big question. i I think I would say that we are built to birth. We are built and designed to birth. and no woman should be afraid or concerned or coerced into thinking that they are incapable. We are capable of doing great and mighty things. And that includes carrying a beautiful baby and delivering that child. And delivery may look different for many women. Some women may deliver vaginally, some women may deliver, um, you know, through the abdomen, but no matter what, um, we are capable of great and mighty things and so when it comes to birth and pregnancy and postpartum and breastfeeding and all the things pertaining to motherhood we have all that it takes within us to do what it is what we have to do is believe that Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we have to believe that and it's so funny my my uh my my uh, business is called within her birth services and that's more or less along the lines that every woman has that strength and skill and power within her. She just needs to find it for herself.
0: That's so beautiful. Yeah.
1: I love your passion. I could just
0: feel it. <laughs> I just feel it. Oh I love my gosh. it. You're yeah. amazing. I, I don't
1: know. Oh, thank you, Valerie. I just, I really do love this work. I, this is, this is what I know to be truly life work. This is my life's work.
0: And I don't know
1: how it's going to unfold, but I know it, it, it will never end. Yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, one last question for you. This is a question that I ask all of our special guests that come onto the show. And that
1: is, how do you flourish? How I flourish. I flourish by, I move my body and I move my mind that's how I flourish. I think through physical activity and mental stimulation, I am growing and thriving and surviving. (laughs) (laughs) Love
0: it. (laughs) Thank you. There we go. Well, you guys, it's been an honor to have Mabel on. Like I said, I mean, we go way back. And so this conversation just felt like just another chat. You know, yeah, between this is her so and I, so natural, so natural, and so easy. She's such a great resource. So, we'll—I'll be putting her information in the show notes so you can keep up with her. Please reach out to her. I'm sure she'll be available to answer all your Zula always. questions. Always, uh, my DMs are open. I know that dms are open, okay. have open
1: DMs. My DMs are always open. Please holla at your girl. Holla at your girl. All
0: right. You heard it from the best guys. And again, we'll link everything in the show notes. So good to have you on and we'll have to bring you back on to talk more about this.
1: Absolutely. Anytime,
0: Valerie. Thanks for having me. See, this was a fun episode. I need to bring more of my friends on. (laughs) Um, If you enjoyed our episode on why you need a doula, please share it with a girlfriend, a mom to be, send it to your partner, get them on board. Well, Just send it to anybody, really. It'll be so worth the listen. Don't forget to leave a review and a rating. I would truly, truly appreciate it. And stay tuned for more in our little series that we're doing. And until next time, keep flourishing.